0: Hi, I'm Lindsay Boomershine, brand manager of High Five Gear. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Have your jersey tell your story. Order online at www.highthenumber5gear.com today. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Order today and enjoy HighFiveGear.com
1: Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers pro shop operators and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month you can have online access to Bowling this month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling this month is so confident you'll be Satisfied, they're offering a 14 day money back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out bowlingthismonth.com and sign up today. Hi,
0: this is Norm Duke. You're listening to Above180.com with Tim Berg.
1: Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me on the Above180.com podcast is Mike Shady. For more about Mike, you can go to ppbowling.com. That's ppbowling.com. Mike is a member of the USBC Hall of Fame, and he also coaches Team USA. Mike, it's Tim Berg here. Thank you for joining me today.
0: Well, Tim, it's it's always, always fun to visit with you and and talk bowling, especially uh, uh, this time of the year as as the Open Championships are about ready to start. uh, It seems like my mind gets a little bit more focused uh, on my personal game, so yeah, I'm ready to talk some bowling.
1: Yeah, let's begin with that. Uh, we have an open championships to talk about this year, as things are starting here soon. And I'm I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball. I know you're a baseball guy. Usually we we begin and we talk more physical game. I want to begin though on on the mental game and the mental side of bowling this year. And uh, and and I'm just curious with the changes that we're seeing out there. And there's numerous changes. People have read about them and talked about them. But is there anything um, – should a person's mental game really change this year as you head to the Open Championships in either Vegas or Reno for the men or women?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think so. There, there are some more challenges, as as we all know, with, with some of the mandates uh, due to COVID, uh, some of the changes due to less play per lane. But, you know, the mental game is the mental game. Control your controllables, uh, make sure that you are uh, – elite in a lot of those areas we talk about your, your routines, your pre-shot routine, you should have that thing uh, perfected or at the highest level so you can optimize it when you're competing. Um, your post shot routines, you know your release your self-talk, the the breath is is the the of all of them. Uh, and if you can execute those things uh, at a high level before you get out to the open championships, you know, it really creates that present moment focus that we always talk about. So you can play this game one shot at a time physically and then mentally, which which really slows, slows things down, creates that, that clear head, and, and most importantly, creates some confidence.
1: Yeah, talk to that bowler who... They, um, they don't bowl a lot of tournaments and their mental, you know, the USBC Open Championships, your mental game needs to be in a, in a, in a much more focused mentality. Again, talking to a bowler who wants to, to compete and excel out there, um, how can, what are some tips they can, they can do to get their mind where it needs to be when they're, whether they're finishing up league or whether they're practicing just on their own?
0: It is, you know, the Open Championships. It's 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 there. You know, you you prepare, you get out there, and it's over before you know it. And and a lot of people come in with a lot of anxiety, and they put pressure on themselves because, as you mentioned, they want to they want to perform at a high level, and leave there with a good score. But when Tim, when we really think about it, whether it's the Open Championships or it's your Thursday night league back home, bowling's bowling. You know, you, you prepare, you get yourself physically as sharp as you possibly can and work on your mental game. So when you get out there, again, it's it's 60 feet to the head pin off your hand. Uh, and, and then, again, to really uh, give yourself the best chance to reach your physical goals, the outcomes, the results, is, uh, you know, execute those those things you can control so you can make this game into a one-shot at a time, a game, as I call it, be a one-shot warrior. You know, I have a mindset where, uh, you know, I'm going to execute my routine before I get up and approach. And I'm going to make sure that uh, uh, the left side of my brain is, has been shut down because I I worked on all that back home in practice. And today the right side turns on, which I become an artist. I become creative and whatever I got during the USBC championships, if if I'm only 80% of where I want to be, well, give me 100% of the 80% each and every shot. And if you can execute some some uh, mindset performance, people call it flow, uh, getting into the zone, whatever you want to refer to it as, that's being present moment on each shot. And when you can do that, it, the game's the game. It doesn't matter what venue, nothing ever changes. Uh, but if you don't surrender to the and results, your score and you don't become really good at that process, the anxiety, the arousal level goes up, and then it's hard to bowl shot for shot, being present moment, and then it usually uh, turns into a a big challenge when it comes to the mental side of the game.
1: And um, I've talked to different people on, you mentioned some of the things we're going to see different on the lanes where we're only going to have, you know, with the doubles and singles being uh, being, you know, being, Held downstairs at the actual bowling center at South Point to to only f- uh, one team on a lane, on a pair rather and um, and the, you know there's that there's that always that guy who says well they have to change the shot the shot has to change they're not going to put out the same shot well in reality we all know the USBC doesn't have to do anything so um, I guess I'm curious as to your thought on that and and how we do approach that because the one tr- thought process could be that well look there's less play so they will change it but they don't have to change anything frankly
0: no you're right I mean they, they can do what they want my my guess uh, and this is just what I think is going to happen I, I could be completely wrong I, I think the shape of the patterns to be very similar uh, but as we all know we know the one specific and that's there's going to be less play because there's less bowlers so I think there'll be less volume because uh, the transition's going to be a lot slower. You don't need as much volume. But I, I'm expecting similar similar ball motion, the same type of shape we've seen for the last many years. I don't think they've really changed all that much, uh, and and that's how I'm going to kind of approach it. Now, the nice thing is that they're allowing spectators. Uh, you know, there, there'll be some some information that's going to uh, kind of leak out of uh, where guys are playing but I, I don't. I really, I don't expect anything um, that's going to be much different than years past. Uh, I think you're going to have to really uh, uh, make good shots. You're going to have to be sharp. I, I think you're going to see a lot of response down the lane. Uh, you're going to have to be able to, to, to shoot spares as well, um, but less volume. That's what I expect.
1: Yeah, I feel like the you know they they've been the last. You could probably say three, four years have been fairly similar to the to at least the average player and, and people that go out there now. The, the more advanced you get, you might notice some very small intricacies and things. But is that a fair statement? And I tend to agree with you that they they you would think they would uh, make things uh, change things up slightly.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's spot on. I I think it's uh, it's going to be similar for the you know for the majority of the bowlers who who have really bowled this, this event, the last, uh, five, six years, uh, you're going to see similar ball, ball motion. Uh, and to me, it's, it's going to be uh, matching. You got to get the surface matched up to the environment. Uh, I think team strategies are going to be very similar. Uh, you're going to have to get your five guys to, to be somewhat similar, uh, at the break point, uh, and, and, uh, work as a team. I don't think that's going to change. Um, but you and I could be completely wrong because you know the one thing about this game, the mystery of it, no matter what event you you play, is you know it's the uh, the variable, the environment that you can't see. So, um, but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my gut and my experience and, and say a lot of things are gonna be the same.
1: Well, and the other variable that I think you say as we head to the environment, the the South Point. Um, in the stadium, at least, and and I think actually even at the center too, you see this. Is it seems like no matter what pattern they put out when they have a PBA regional up there, uh, urethane is always in play. Whether it's forty-four feet, whether it's thirty-four feet, <laughs> it seems like urethane is in play. So I would expect people to um, people that have that ability to use urethane as well this year.
0: I, I think you're right because it's becoming so popular. I uh, mean, you're, you're seeing it. Uh, not only at the high level in the tours, but you know, you're seeing it really uh, migrate down to, you know, to to league play nowadays. I, I see more and more people throwing urethane. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's gonna be a factor as well. And you, you start throwing those things down lane, if it becomes more prevalent than years past, what will it do to the the structure of the pattern? Are we gonna see more hang down lane? Um, yeah, you know, there there's something else to think about.
1: Well, and and as you say, as it you know, people see the pros doing it on TV. It leaks more into the amateurs, and uh, and what we see on your, your Tuesday and Thursday night leagues. Um, and I, I don't know how to say this, but some people urethane looks good for, and then other people you see throw it, and you wonder you're like, why are you using that? It doesn't really <laughs> doesn't look as you know, you're not getting. You're not throwing messengers like Anthony Simonson or Jason Belmonte using urethane, your but you're using it. You maybe have a 300 350 rev rate. Is is there any? Um, <laughs> I guess just I'd like your comment on that and seeing people throw it when they, you know, people who shouldn't be throwing it using it and and why they're using it then.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it comes down to you still got to get the ball to go through the pins properly. Uh, you know, the the, the higher guys with the higher rev rates, uh, the higher RPMs. Uh, you know, they they're just trying to. Uh, create some, some type of predictability with their ball motion just to smooth things out a little bit. But with that high rev rate it goes through the pins pretty good. You know, my rev rate's not going to go through the pins, you know, like like Anthony's is uh that you see on T V. But then there's the other thing too, Tim, and, and we've talked about this before is bowler's bowler IQ. You you've gotta be you got to be smart enough to realize that if this thing isn't if I don't need to smooth out the lane I can I, I can throw something Uh, more up more modern uh, with the uh, stronger cover why would i use something that uh, most guys are using to kind of eliminate that over under where i can do it with a bigger ball so i mean again it comes down to knowing your game and and knowing what what can i do to get the most margin of air on the lane to make me successful
1: now, I know there is a limit on the amount of equipment people can bring, and most people, if you're flying out to the venue, you bring six. People that have the luxury of driving like myself, so you're always tempted to throw that extra two-ball or three-ball you know, in the car, but I feel like this year, with the less play, really six, if if you can't find, find it with six or five in a spare ball if you do that, you really only should need those two bags once you get to the stadium. Is, is that, uh, is that how you guys will be approaching it too, in most cases?
0: Yeah, I, I'm taking six. I'm usually an eight guy. I just shipped two cases this year. I'm, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking two on the plane and I'm going to ship a case, uh, because just that I, I just don't see the lane transitioning as much, uh, because of less play. Um, and, and again, that's just, um, uh, my experience uh, in in just knowing a little bit about lane play. And and I think most guys uh, are going to use less balls. The other factor too, Tim, is, is the expense. Uh, It's it's not uh, real um, cost effective to to ship a lot of bowling balls. And I think guys are taking that consideration as well.
1: Yeah, Mike. Now here's, here's one thing I don't think in all of our conversations we've ever really hit on a lot. And, and obviously Understanding that the lanes are, the weather is the surroundings. I believe the weather and such changes at the venue. But as the tournament starts and progresses, you always hear this: "Oh, it's not the the shot isn't the same as it was in May as it is in July." Well the one thing I know that changes in Vegas, it, it goes, it goes from warm to super hot and, uh, in other places, weather changes too. So is, is that what people are really seeing the, the weather and the surroundings change and the pattern is the same or, or how would you describe it when someone tells you that, or you hear, or you even, you know, hear say a story of how they bowled versus where you bowled And you're like, well, that's not what we had.
0: Yeah. You, you hear that. Uh, no question. You hear that does do those, some of those, uh, Uh, variables have uh, an effect on the pattern. I'm sure they do. I'm not, uh, I don't have uh, a fraction of the knowledge that, you know, Kegel or some of the experts in that, that part of our industry have, but, but common sense tells you that that would have a factor, a lot of of the percentage of the pie. I would say it's, it's a small part of the pie, but it it still has a factor, but there's, there's so many variables. There's lane topography, pair to pair to pair. And I, I know, uh, um, I believe they've done some things, uh, uh, to the lane beds, but that, that's a, that's a factor. Uh, it's the teams you're bowling, the team you're bowling with. I know there's only one team on a pair this year, the guys you're bowling with that all has a factor. Did you, did you play them? Was your strategy the right strategy, you know, teams and the guys that, that have the right bowling balls, right surfaces, uh, have the right uh, strategy to, to play the lanes. That all has a factor in the the result, and um, so it's hard to say, you know, you bowled at the right time of the year. The other thing, too, is information. You know that, Tim, is if you can collect the information and put a good game plan together, that's going to help you out. The guys that are going this weekend, uh, you know, start the tournament, uh, the newer uh, one or first two weekends, they don't have much information to go by. Uh, And I know there's nothing released, but but there's spectators – uh, there's bowlers that come back. They've got eyeballs. Have seen the 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 ball roll down the lane, and they're collecting information.
1: Yeah, you you talk about that, and that's one thing we can go round and round on. I know um, one of your teammates, Jeff Riggles, is a big fan of uh, the patterns being released, and and um, and I, I don't know if we're ever going to get to that point, but um, but we do have information now. It's curious if you are one of those early teams. I mean, like you said, we can have fans now; they can go and visit. But if you're one of those early teams, I feel like you should be like, "Well, we bowled, we took our bowling balls, and we shoot up, and we tried, and that's what we did." <laughs> We're not going to tell you know. Would you spill the beans per se on how to how to play the lanes, or what's going to look good, or what didn't look good?
0: I don't. I don't know if I would get into the the very specifics. I I, I know some guys will literally tell you. Uh, type of ball they threw surface on the bowling ball uh the strategy early uh the the transition moves as as they progressed uh through each game some guys get very specific uh and, and i know that that was uh popular years ago i don't know how much it is today but some guys are still into that mindset um generalities uh things that that are readily available by everybody else i i would have no no problem sharing that um but uh, if you put a number up and you have a chance to do something special and get an eagle, and, and you you had to figure out all that stuff yourself, I think I think it'd be kind of um, silly for you to uh, share that information with others, uh, provided you had a chance to win.
1: Mike Shady joining me on the Above One Hundred and Eighty dot com podcast. Mike, you have two USBC Open Championship eagles. I I don't I feel like I haven't asked you though what winning those obviously has to be at the top of the list but uh your your most memorable usbc open championship moment whether it be from one of those two events or or something else
0: Uh, you you know i've got a bunch of them uh they they all kind of come together those are those are those are big ones the the ones we won um you know uh, the the last the last team one we won uh, it came down to the last in the 10th frame and we all performed pretty well i remember that a lot of excitement a lot of momentum on the approach as as everybody who uh who bowls uh, that that tournament um um realizes all the momentum uh that uh that goes into especially when you come down to the last two frames uh, of, of, that tournament. So that, uh, many, uh, many of the other tournaments, uh, with the guys, I think my biggest memory is just being in those moments with my team, uh, give us a chance. We've had many, many years where we've left there with a lead, uh, some form of a lead. And those are the ones you remember.
1: All right, Mike, and we've we've really only scratched the surface on a lot of these topics. I know you and the, the fine folks and your other coaches and everyone working with Backstage Bowling. You, you're going to be be having more and more uh, more insight on the Open Championships and helping people. But can you briefly just talk a little bit more about how that's going that that project that you guys started now coming up on a year?
0: Yeah, we you know we started Backstage Bowling. It's, it's my myself, Mike Flanagan, and Matt Farber, and Brian and Shannon O'Keefe, and Mike jazz now. And, uh, and, and we've got a, a really neat, uh, platform, a community that we've, uh, developed, uh, where we, you know, it, it's, it's the bowlers community. We, we share knowledge, we share stories, a lot of coaching advice, people send in videos. Uh, we, we started, uh, uh a Sunday night uh, venue. We talk about the USBC open championships, myself and, and Mike jazz. Now Mike has seen more bowling balls, rolled down uh, that tournament than anybody uh, and, and uh, with my success in that tournament you know we, we're updating weekly of, of what we're hearing we're sharing that to our, our members uh, Mondays uh, we have mental Mondays with myself and Matt farber we, we really get into the mental game we review uh, uh, many different books uh, throughout the month about uh, the mindset uh, so it you know Tim it's a really fun community every day i look forward to uh my postings and and some of the questions our members ask that we can talk about coaching whether it's the physical the mental game whether it's uh, some of the tools bowling balls uh lane play uh so it's you know it's been a fun year and it, it, it continues to grow it, it continues to evolve uh and, and we got some really neat things planned for the future
1: and Mike, I'd also be remiss with all the coaching you do done. I know I've talked to other coaches, and now that we're in this this more Zoom world, and you know the backstage is, is in that same mold and mindset. I bet it just opens. You know, you're open to this whole new horizon of students that you're able to coach from all over the world.
0: Yeah, we've got members from all over the world. Uh, you know, it's it kind of neat. Like we'll do a mental Monday, and we've got people from the other side of the world where it's early morning and. And Matt and I are—it's—it's it's, uh, eight eight o'clock Eastern time. But yeah, you know, we got videos that, uh, and that's the—that's the nice thing about our venue is because of of what happened in the last twelve to fourteen months. You know, the, our 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 bowler now is is comfortable with using that type of technology. So for them to uh, upload video, uh, for them to jump on a Facebook live with us uh, is. You know, it's just part of the daily life today because of what went on the last 14 months. So, you know, we, we kind of fell into that timing with, with that technology, that paradigm shift, if you will. Uh, so it, it, uh, it's very comfortable for, for the bowlers.
1: All right, Mike Shady, two-time USBC Open Championships winner, also the lifetime average leader at the USBC uh, Open Championships. I want to thank you for being here today on the Above180.com podcast. All the best of luck with everything that you have going on, and we'll be certainly uh, keeping our eye on you and catching up again down the road here soon.
0: Tim, thanks for having me. And and as always, uh, always a joy to talk bowling with you and, and your community and And I wish all your listeners all the best as they get ready and and go out and compete in the USBC Open Championships.